back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, John McDonald, that is me, and, as always, my very, very good friend, Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? I am feeling absolutely fantastic. Yes, yes. Our, our, our social link has uh, strengthened... I don't Definitely. Know, I, was try- I was trying to. I was trying to. Uh, I was just trying to figure out some way of linking it in, but like, there's no way in avoiding it. This, shall we just get straight to it? I mean, we may as well talk about what we've been playing. But oh, I think, yeah, we should. We should like throw out the the warnings first, I guess. Yes, actually, that's a good point. Um, so we we talked briefly before we started recording. I think we're only going to talk about up until sort of the uh, the end of the first dungeon. Um, just as, uh, you know, sort of a taster. Um, so if you are someone out there who is planning on playing Persona 5, which let's face it, you should be, um, and don't want anything spoiled, uh, then probably skip ahead a little bit. Um, I might even try and do a little cheeky timestamp and put it in the description so you can pinpoint exactly when we stop gushing over this fantastic game. Oh boy, Kyron, it's finally here. It's been so long, Joel. <laughs> it's been it's been so long for it's been especially long for you, and I can't imagine how you're feeling. Um, it's been a couple of years for me, but yeah, like multiple years for you. It just feels nice. It feels nice to to boot up my PS4 and see it sitting in there and going, ah, finally, yep. we're finally here. Yep, I waited oh. so long. Um. Just in case you weren't, if you're wondering for some reason, we are talking about Persona Five. It didn't um, even occur to me we didn't say its name, but I, I mentioned it when I was talking about the spoilers. But yeah, sure, it's, it's Persona yeah. Five. It's, it's Persona Five. If you're a, oh. if you're a fan of this podcast, like you probably understand how <laughs> important those two words together are. I mean, I'm pretty um, sure we we were basically saying it last week. But it's like, hey, we're going to be talking about it this week, and we're definitely going to be talking about it next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially after we, this is sort of a first impression sort of thing. Um, you're much further ahead than I am. I haven't had a chance to really sit down and and dive in. I've I've played. I think my play count when I checked today was like 15 hours. So I've got super rookie numbers at the moment. But <laughs> that's what the weekends are for, Joel. Yeah, exactly. Now, I have all day like, off tomorrow before I have to go to a party, and um, that's pretty much I, my day tomorrow. When I finish work tomorrow, like that's the start. It's my Friday. Tomorrow's my Friday. I'm right. coming home. I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm just like, everything else just stop existing. Yep. I'm playing Persona Five until I go back to work. Just <laughs> tuning out. Um, <laughs> oh boy. So where should we start with this? Where should we? Um, kick all right. Off? Well, I'm trying to think of the best way to start. Really. Yeah. We should probably just. We can probably talk about just how. What What do you like most about it so far? If you had to pick one thing. I know it's hard because oh, the entire yeah. thing is so incredible. I think the mo- the, the obvious choice, I think, is it's uh, art style, basically. I think it's probably the best way of putting it. Um, everything about it, like uh, the Persona games, from what I gather, from what I've played of them, have all, are always about having a specific style to them. Um, this one, and I, uh, I spoke about this. I should probably mention this briefly as well. I... Uh, had the opportunity to go and have a bit of a chat with the guys at OK Games. Uh, I, I appeared as a special guest on 
there are their series called Replay, which is where it's sort of like a video game like book club of sorts, I guess, where each week they pick a new game, they all play it, uh, and then they sit down and talk uh, explicitly about that game and full spoilers and whatnot. Um, and this week, to celebrate the release of Persona 5, I sat down with them and talked about Persona 4 Golden, um, which was really, really fun. Um, but I did mention this in, 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 in that little conversation as well. Um, I said little, it's not little, it's probably going to be very long, but, um, yeah, I, I mentioned it very briefly, um, about how the art style doesn't feels like it shouldn't work. I think, yeah, Josh mentioned it as well. Like it shouldn't work in terms of like, there's so much going on with it and Persona 5 especially, like it, there's, there's, it's very loud in its, uh, aesthetic. Uh, but it just, it works. feels like things should be clashing, but they don't. And it just feels good and stylized and super, super um, entertaining and visually appealing. Oh, God. I just, so many words to gush over. Um, but I, that's probably my main thing that I, I like at first glance that I love about it. Um, and the red, black, and white. I just love that color scheme. It's so good. Um, what about you? Well, I mean, I'm obviously going to say style as well. Just yeah. as an easy win, like the game is so good. Like nothing that is on that screen at any point feels like it shouldn't be there. Yeah. Like all the and menus, a, the, yeah. the pop-ups, everything just feels like it belongs. And it doesn't feel like, because there are games out there that will have like little pop-ups or reminders and, you, and it just looks ugly, like ugly UI. Yeah. And yep. you're just like, no, get out of here. But not in, not in Persona 5. In Persona 5, everything just it's, looks good and just it, fits and suits. It, yeah. It goes against that whole thing of like at like style over substance. It's style and substance because like you said, it, everything has, it is good to look at, but it also has a reason to be there as well. Um, Makes it really obvious. It's, oh, yeah, and and also the, as you mentioned, the color scheme as well. I very much enjoy it, especially like one of the things I like a lot about the well, the three Persona games I've played so far. I can't talk too much about one and two because I haven't played one, and I've right. only played like a few hours of two. But okay. with Persona three, four, and now five, like I love how the color schemes and the, the, the shoes of those games just suit the tones of each game so well. Yeah, it's just. It's incredible how how well that works out for them. Yeah, well, like you said about the the tones of the game. I mean, this game deals with some pretty heavy shit straight out the gate. Like even more so. Like I mean, Persona Four, it starts and it's like there's a murder and it's like oh okay, it, it, but it's very Scooby Doo esque. Um, it not in a bad way. It's just that that's that the type of game that it is. Um, and I really like that. But Persona Five is heavy like there's some heavy shit that goes on in the, the opening scenes of that game and um yeah i i think it's it's a good it's a good thing I, it's a very meaty to sink my teeth into yeah i mean thematically persona 5 definitely tackles some interesting issues in the early portions which i don't know how much we want to talk about but yeah we, we did say we we're talking about up until the end of the first dungeon so we could probably sneak in a mention yeah that- like we may as well talk about that now. Let's 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 dive into what what we think of the story so far because yeah, obviously yeah. we both love the style because it's just oh, yeah. it's beautiful. It's a, 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 anyone can tell us by looking at any GIF or video or trailer or a still image of that game that it's just fun to look at. 
But so story story wise, I think I will start by saying that I love that the game doesn't as much as I love both Persona three and four, they're like of my top five like JRPGs, they both are in there now. Uh, right. I think Persona Five will be up there as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that list, that very specific list for me is very short. It's pretty much yeah. just Persona Four Golden. Um, but, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, as much as I love them, like they, you could, you can honestly see if you were picking those games up, they are a bit slow to get going. And I yeah. really appreciate that Persona Five just kind of goes, Whoa, go, yeah, it's and you get, great, you get a taste you know of like everything at the start to see if it's going to be for you or not. Yeah, and I, I think that's really good too. I think the way that it deals with... Um, I know we said we're going to talk about story, but I think... I, I, think I, got, the way, I got sidetracked. Persona 5. Yeah, yeah this is going to happen a lot. Um, <laughs> I think the way that it deals with... Uh, it, it dishes out tutorial stuff, even for like the new stuff that they've, they've added to this game or like tweaked for this game, um, is really good. And I think... I feel like I really want to hear an opinion of someone who's never played a Persona game before if they decided, oh, yeah, I'm interested in playing Persona 5 and seeing what their opinions of it are um, in terms of how it sort of introduces you to the mechanics and the way things work in this universe. Um, well, I mean, because it isn't like playing a Persona game. Like, I'm sure you could you, te- you could you could agree with this when you played Golden. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty intimidating the way Absolutely. it sort of demands you to balance your school life your your friendships and your studying and all your little extracurricular activities as well as you know the actual dungeon crawling mechanics and the combat can be pretty tricky as well which i really enjoy yep and it's intimidating so i i honestly do hope a lot of new people are picking this game up it's it's so widely available, which warms my heart. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently it wasn't for an, on on launch day for a, for a moment there in terms of uh, picking it up in store. We had a few people that we know from the uh, uh, Australian uh, Australasian Gaming Pod, uh, Podcast Network who had trouble trying to find a copy. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I, what, I, what I guess what I should say is like there are a lot of a lot more stores stocking it than I thought. Exactly. Like, when, I was prepared for it to be just JB Hi-Fi and EB Games, and that was yeah. going to be it. And it was going to be like full full retail price but like yeah. you know big w and target are selling it for 79 bucks it's like great yeah it's, um, i'm so happy <laughs> yeah and like it's a steelbook edition as well it's not like it's i mean it doesn't come with anything else extra it just comes with the steelbook which i like because i love steelbooks um but i normally don't like steelbooks but and at first i didn't like this one either but when when i looked at the full picture when i folded it open i did yeah like it. yeah i just it looks really nice um the only thing I don't like is the, is is the fact that it it has to have the blue PS4 band around it, and it clashes with the the red. It's the only thing I don't like about it, but I can take that off, so that's fine. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, the slipcase seems to want to always come off anyway. Yeah, exactly. Mine's on it at the moment. That's just because I was very pedantic. Oh, my, about mine it. too. But like every time I like pick it up and move it, it just goes something straight out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I, it's I. I I am excited to hear what, yeah, like I said, newbies to the series, um, how they approach it. I mean, I jumped into this series being a very, very, very super casual JRPG player. And I came out of it going, you know what? I'll actually give that genre much more of a go. It just needs to have like the subject matter and, and some sort of click to it that uh, appeals to me. And that's what Persona does so well. Um, so I'm interested to see how how people find the opening hours of this game as well, especially. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a there's a really good chance for Persona Five. Like, again, I love Persona Three and Four, and even Golden. But you can like it, they they weren't smash hits. I guess you could say. No, 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 no. But there's Gold, a big Golden chance. Golden was. Probably the closest, but again, I guess like, it was a Vita though. <laughs> it's a it's it's a Vita game. That's the other thing you were saying about it being readily available. It's also readily available for a console that lots of people have. So exactly, mm. there's a good chance for Persona Five to really leave its mark here, mm. especially with all the positive buzz it's getting, and basically Absolutely. being what I would consider, and some many other people have said it. Like this is what I consider now the new gold standard for JRPGs. Oh, absolutely. So. It it honest I feel like when I'm playing Persona Five, it feels like when I played um, Final Fantasy Seven for the first time, where things are just it's all just right. Wow, yeah. Again, it's, I love it, three and four, but I really love five. <laughs> well, it's like I mean those those games are clunky, but it's not it, not in a bad way. That the the good outweighed the bad, especially in those games, especially for Golden for me. Oh, like absolutely. It, like. It, there was enough in there that made me go, you know what? I I am super invested in these characters and this world and this story um, that I could get past the fact that dungeon crawling in that game was pretty average. Like it was, I mean, it was it it serves its function. That's what it was there for. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, and 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 that's one of the things I think they definitely set out to change with yeah. this one. Like, we'll yeah. talk about that, I guess, shortly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what what our roadmap is here. We're kind of zigging zagging. Oh, we're, we're we're super zigzagging. Um, but yeah, all right. So story, like the the opening hours of the game. Do you want to? Should we dive into that? Yeah, we probably should start off there. Um, okay. So basically, what I'm picking up so far in the opening hours of this game is uh, adults suck. Yep. Uh, kids get no respect. <laughs> yep, and they often know better. And they often know better. Yep, and the world's a pretty garbage place. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty. And a lot of that it's is pretty fucked up. Pretty yeah. accurate as well. Yeah, yeah. It's the 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 commentaries that this game is making are scarily accurate in some aspects. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, that that's a pretty good summary of what what's going on and how they set this world up. Um, even if they sort of beat it over your head a little bit, um, in a good way, I guess. It's 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 still really good. I really enjoy it. Um. But yeah, basically, you know, you're you're a transfer student to this new. Yeah, but but why have you been transferred, Joel? <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, so basically, th- through flashbacks, okay, I'm gonna start with the start of the game. The, the the opening of the game is sensational. Like you said about it, throwing you straight into the into the action. Um, it's obviously from a point much much further in the game that uh, it throws it drops you in. Uh, while while you're on a heist, essentially, and then you get captured, basically, um, and get interrogated by this mysterious person who I've only just figured out, not figured out, but I've only found out a certain link. Um, oh, okay, you finally got there, did you? Yeah, I, I, I figured out, yeah, well, no, they didn't, I didn't figure it out, they told me, basically. <laughs> I've met the character that, sh- that, that, that interrogator is related to. Yeah. Um, and so mysterious. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, ooh, it's, that's why I'm so excited about it as well. That, like the the mystery and intrigue of another Persona game. Um, and yeah. So, but then the game goes back in time because you're basically re- recalling to this interrogator what happened leading up to that point. So the game is almost told entirely in flashbacks. So the game that you're playing is a flashback essentially. Now, and normally I would hate that, but I think the way it handles the flashback stuff in this game, like the flashing forward. 
yeah. is okay with me. I don't mind it. I quite like it. It's um, it's cool because like you'll you'll finish with it like like a a scene like it might be like a um, like a social league scene or something like that, and then it'll sort of stop and the screen will start scrolling and you're like, oh, okay, no, we're going back to the present now, and you get a little bit more exposition from the future. That's cool. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, you're a transfer student. You got transferred to Tokyo because um, you tried to you, you intervened with a. Uh, like some guy was trying to basically, it was definitely some sort of harassment. Yeah, yeah, some pretty, some pretty full on harassment. Um, and you step in and say, "Oh, enough of that." Um, basically, all we, know, all I know at the moment is that the person that you was doing the harassing uh, was pretty well off and pretty powerful. He, he had status of some sort. Mm, yeah. So, uh, and basically, like got you like sued you i think is what happened wasn't it yeah yeah and so you get transferred because like your parents are like yeah no you fucked up see ya they ship you off off to another school and they Mm. set you up in a a cafe with um a friend of theirs isn't he like the i think so i don't i didn't actually catch the 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 link I, i think it might be a friend of theirs i think he's a friend i think he knows one of your parents yeah um but yeah uh, is, it, is it Shoji? So Sojima is his surname, I'm pretty Sojima. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he runs his cool little coffee shop that you live above, which is awesome. Which might I add, yes, coffee. Yeah, fucking A. And that's an that's a that's a part of the game too. It's an integral there's a gameplay mechanic involving coffee. Um It's true. Which is great. Um and it gives you little tidbits of like trivia as well while you're doing it, which I loved. Um And yeah, so you you, you transfer there, trying to start a new life. But as you go to school, you realize that everyone knows that uh, about your past, and it, it's sort of been spun in a negative light. And uh, yeah, you're this sort of outsider until you bump into someone else who's also a bit of a misfit. Yeah, he's. If we're going to put it in 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 the comparison terms, he is the Yosuke of this game. I mean, if so we're going to put it in the comparison to he's he's the Yosuke. In a blender with kanji. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's very true. Yeah, um, he, ha- he has like the some character aspects from Yosuke in a sense that he's he's pretty happy go lucky and. But boy, when he gets mad, like he's definitely comparable to kanji oh, from Persona yeah, Four. He flares up, and that comes that comes up later as well too. But um, yeah, uh, Ryoji, who's I, I quite like Ryoji. He's he's cool. He's uh, a fun little character to to hang out with. Um, but things transpire and you basically... Because when you first started playing the game, you, you're trying to delete an app off your phone, basically. And it keeps appearing. It's just like this red eye. Um, and yeah, uh, basically the, the uh, things transpire that that, that, is, that app is a, a, a portal, basically, to this game's version of Shadow World, which is the Metaverse, I think it's called, isn't it? Yeah, Metaverse. Yeah, the Metaverse. So, um, and yeah, so you end up at like... Uh, this weird twisted version of the school um, that you're at. And yeah, there's some stuff going down with the PE teacher of the school who seems like a pretty okay guy, I guess, when you first see him. I don't know, man. Like oh. I, when, I, when you first see him, I had bad vibes. <laughs> yeah. When you first see him, I was like, oh, but then like you talk to him later on and I was like, yeah, you're okay, but I know you're, <laughs> uh, something, something's not right here. And there's something's certainly fishy. something not right. Um, 
I won't go too much. We shouldn't go. Should we not go too much into? No, we we because again, like I don't, I don't want to spoil. Like the the story is as much as everything. I think in Persona Five is a spoiler. Yeah, the story especially and like the characters and how you interact with them is definitely a big spoiler. Yeah, what we'll say um, is there is some fishy st- stuff up with a PE teacher. Yeah, he is not not a cool guy. Um, and yeah, it relates back to yeah the the the, the game being dealing with some very heavy issues straight at the gate. Um, and also just yeah that adults aren't that great. No, no, they're just they're just dumb, and they look down on kids and be like, "You're idiots, you're our minions." But it's a very um, rebellious game. Yeah, and they, yeah, rebellion is a very big thing that they talk about through, um, because uh, should we talk about? No, I don't even know if I want to talk about that. I think we should almost wrap it up about Persona, <laughs> just in terms of. All right, then let's, we'll talk about one final. I want to talk about one more thing first. Or two more things. Okay, I want to touch briefly on the combat. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because the combat is so streamlined. It has yep. all the nuts and bolts of you know Persona combat in the past. Uh huh. Um, there are just there are new things you can do here and there, but it is really handy. Of course, it's super stylish. Like I think oh. everyone's seen the combat screens and like mm. the all out attack animations and how incredible they look oh, and all it's that. It's so good, and and the fact that all the the like all the menus aren't aren't really there, there's less menus. It's all like mapped to the face buttons essentially. Um, and that comes back to you saying about like it being very streamlined, and it is like you can just go attack, hit X, attack, hit X, uh, and persona triangle, use that move. Yep, done. And it's it's very fluid, but you've also got that. T- it still has that element of like strategy to it that you've got to like. All right, let's figure out. All right, hit R one, L one. All right, this enemy's weak to fire. All right, I know that this character has a fire one. I don't have one yet. I'm just going to do a normal attack or I'm going to guard. And then like, you see, you've still got that time to make, make uh, and plan out your things, but it's just, it's very quick and very fluid. Absolutely. And I do also very much enjoy the inclusion of the R1 button as well. Yes. Which yeah. basically if, if you've fought that enemy before and you've used an attack that is their weakness, if you press R1, the character will scan all the enemies quickly. It'll toggle through all of them. It'll toggle through on, especially on your on Joker. It'll then toggle through all your personas. And if you have yep. a persona that has an attack that's good against it, it'll go, cool, that enemy, that persona, switch to that, use this attack, go. Yep. It's <laughs> and awesome. I love it. <laughs> it's so good, yeah. And it looks cool too because it's like, ding, 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 weakness. Yeah, exactly. like, yes, cool, uh, locked on. It's so satisfying. And, um, yeah. Um, and that's so that's the other thing as well I want to talk about for combat. Uh, getting personas yes. is... They finally like as much. I didn't hate getting personas in three and four. Four was weird with like the card game, wasn't it? Like you'd pick cards. Yeah, it was basically just pick a card. Yeah, I oh, got one. I oh, got an item. I oh, got this, and yeah, yeah, it was pretty it's, phoned in. Yeah, instead for Persona Five, they actually took the me- a mechanic from the parent series of the series of, of Persona, which is Shin Megami Tensei. So when Shin Megami Tensei, you could talk to demons and like barter with them and all that sort of stuff. And it's a really cool mechanic and it's now yep. in Persona and it's how you get Personas and I love it. Yep. And see, I didn't know because I've not played a Shin Megami Tensei game. So I I had no idea. And when I got to that point where I could do that, I was like, this is fucking cool. Um, it reminded me when I first encountered it very much of Undertale. It's like trying to figure out a way around the fight without actually fighting them. Um, obviously, yeah, I mean, in this, you're still fighting, but yeah. 
It's also cool, like, when you analyze the enemy, like, in the top left, it'll give you an idea of their personality type as well. Yes, yeah, and then... You... Which will sort of help you choose the combat... Because like, when, you, when you basically... You've got to knock them down to, like, when they're weak, when they're vulnerable. Yep. And then it's, you can either all at attack them, which... It's so hard to resist doing sometimes. Oh, I know. It's so good. It's so... Wait, when you're like, I've already got this persona done. Yes, yeah, all yeah. out attack time. When you have the persona, I like press triangle when they're walking forward and it just goes like, all right, we're going straight into this. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. It goes to like, it goes to like change music and it's like, nah, back to nah. the battle theme. Nah. There we are. We are, we are killing this monster. Yep. Um, uh, but- unless, I'm, unless I'm hard up for cash and I'm just like, give me money. I don't know, man. They don't pay out enough for me. Nah, I know. Or, like, items is probably the one I do the most. Is like, yeah, I, I items are handy. Healing items, I'm like, yeah, give me that shit. Especially at the start of a game when you are strapped for yen and you need items. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking rolling it now. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's, it feels good when you start getting that yen. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so instead of doing an all-out attack, you can instead press X, and then pressing X will uh, enter a conversation with the demon in question. Yeah. And depending on the demon, like, you'll have different conversations and it lets you engage in some more like fun persona writing which again i will take any opportunity for that absolutely yeah no it's it's really cool and like trying to figure out what's the best response um because uh, like you've got to be careful you, you can you can sweet talk them into being your ally or giving you money yep. or giving you an item but if you mess it up like they can get a free attack on you they can call yep. in allies and oh Oh yeah, uh, that happened to me where they I, I, they they called in an ally and I was like, "You fucking what? what get, get fucked!" And I was like, yeah. to, like <laughs> "Oh shit, I wasn't ready for this. I, was I wasn't even what happened here. to me." Mm. Yeah, it was it threw me off. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, the combat's really cool. I like I like the the guns. So but, guns are fun as well. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. So like that you can you can use ranged weapons now, um, which I think was that, in Persona. Two or something. I don't know. Uh, I think but, yeah. I think I'd heard somewhere that they they were in a previous game, but but yeah, it's good so, to have it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like you hit up on the D pad uh, when you're on your like your attack selection screen, uh, and it changes it to your your range weapon, your gun, um, which is a really cool like like reason why they're why they have guns. I I really like the reason. It was really simple. I'm like, huh, oh yeah, okay, absolutely. that makes sense. I like that. Um, I also like using gun. Guns are a good way to get, if there's an enemy that you know is weak to guns, you can get some quick yep. hits off to like knock them all down and all that. Yeah, absolutely. You're just like bang, 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 bang. It's, it's like high noon and then, and then finish it with an all-out attack. It's yeah, like exactly. And feel super stylish. The show's over. Um, yeah, no, it's, I, I really like the, the, the gun combat as well. Um, it's just, again, like I liked, I, I, I liked the combat, I guess, in, in Persona 4 Golden. It's, it wasn't my favorite part of the game by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but my, my, the only reason I liked it so much is because I got to hear reach out to the truth all the time. So that made me happy. Um, I'm the same, like where, I mean, not quite. I really, I can see why you wouldn't like the combat in Persona 3 and 4. For those mm-hmm. two games, I was specifically in it because I'm like, all right, this combat, we're digging in, like turn-based, we're being strategic, we're getting yep. the job done. And in Persona 5, it has that still, but also it's just, incredible and everything is amazing and it's fun as well yep. as still having that layer of like all right what's it week two still turn-based gotta be careful but it just looks incredible yeah exactly and it, it, it's so it, slick it feels so much it feels intuitive and it feels fun to play like it's i look forward to having battles and they're, they're, the battles are quite spaced out as well you're not like 
that's what I found with like golden. It, it, like you, you hit random enemies quite often, especially when you were getting to like to the later parts of a dungeon. You'd be like, walk two steps, enemy. Walk two steps, another enemy. All right, cool. I get it. Let's can we get I the think, shadows out of the way? I think that also may have been a symptom of how they did dungeons and that being randomly generated. Like that by having the, the palaces and the dungeons in this game being set. Like, they can set enemy placements, which allows for a much more enjoyable experience. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, man, traversing those palaces are just is just such a treat. Say, if we're going to speak about, like, one last thing about combat, if we're speaking of, like, touching with what you said about gold, like, oh, how Golden had the encounters, Yeah, I like that the game really commits to its theme of you being Phantom Thieves because it yeah. you have to be careful with how you approach the shadows. Like, yep. there's, a little, there's a mechanic there. Where you can't be, if you get spotted by too many shadows, it's going to get harder. Yep. And if you get spotted, if, if, if it's basically a meter that rises. And if yeah. that meter hits 100%, you get kicked out. And you can't come back there until the meter drops. Uh, so instead, the game sort of encourages you to like ambush foes. And like there's a, there's a sort of cover mechanic you can use to zip between cover and get sneak attacks. And it all feels really good to do. Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing, like golden, you you could get you could get sneak attacks oh, in, in it was golden, so but rough, though. <laughs> it was so hard to do. You're like, because you know those shadows moved so quickly, and it was just so difficult to get out. But this you have to like, be on, you have to be like perfect when you swing your sword. Oh god, yeah, like it was like you had to hit the tip at the exact like pixel perfect moment. Um, but this it just feels it feels fun because like yeah, you sneak up on an enemy and you get the like the prompt to attack them, and you're like yeah, got the ambush, oh, and you get that free attack, and um, then like convert like opposite to that like it really you feel it when the enemy gets the jump on you and oh, they yeah. surround you and you can't actually flee you've got to fight yep and and then they'll keep like like calling in reinforcements yeah, they can summon well. help oh i got killed by that uh one time it was it was rough <laughs> yeah me too i it, i literally there was like four enemies and then they called in another two and i'm just like i, I was on no health i'm just like guys look come on overkill <laughs> Can't we talk it out? <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Is just it too overkill. late? Um, yeah. On top of the, uh, you were saying about like talking it out and doing the uh, the hold up mechanic. If you defeat enemies and they're on a certain amount of health, sometimes they'll like beg for their life as well, which is cool. That's true. That's and that's basically a, a guaranteed way to get them as a persona. If you yeah, want yeah. If if you don't already have it, it's yeah. I like that too. That it's like whoa, whoa, whoa no guys. Let's just let's just talk this out. Like, also, also, they can flee as well if they're in bad uh, shape, which is bad for the alert meter. Oh, of course, yeah. I do so yeah, like there's there's just so much more going on, and I love it. Yeah, but it manages everything so well. I think it just yeah. it, it really does, and it and, and like I said before, it dishes out bits of information really quite well. It paces itself really well in that first chunk of the game that i've played especially because that first palace is essentially an entire tutorial it's like a 15 hour tutorial um that sort of takes you through uh the ropes and like lets you get comfortable with a mechanic and goes all right here's the next thing we're going to teach you um and i really enjoyed that absolutely and then one more thing and it's never going to be like a point we really discuss because i don't know what we can really say about it really yeah, it's just my final thing I'm going to put forward as a thing that I think Persona Five has done the best so far this year. Yeah, that soundtrack. <laughs> Absolutely, I was I was hoping that's where we were going with it, Karen, because oh, it's it's special when you get a new Persona soundtrack to listen to. That 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 magic from Sho- Shoji Shoji Magaru, 
Fucking just, what a... Oh. Oh. What a legend. I, I'm always, like, humming along to the tunes as as they're playing. I mean, and they I'll, just... They wriggle into my head and I, I, I can hear them still, like, right yep. now. I mean, that was already happening, like, in the last two weeks leading up to the launch of the game. Because we all downloaded that free PlayStation 4 theme that had music <laughs> in it as well. And so that would just randomly pop into my head. It, it was not even prompted by anyone mentioning Persona. It would just pop into my head and I'm like, yeah... So good. Um, it's, oh, it's so good. Special shout out for me though, Kyron, goes to the end of battle music. There is something about that music that is so fucking good. And it, I literally, I think it was like two nights ago, um, I was cooking dinner and I put something in the oven and I went back to playing the game. I was like, all right, I'm going to go get it out. I finished this battle and I'm like, I'm just going to leave that and play the music and then just turn the TV up while I go and serve up dinner. And I was like, like serving up this like pork belly that I just cooked, and I'm like, yeah, and he's diddle it, biddle it, biddle biddle and I'm like, yes, this is this is what I need to hear in my life. For me, if I had to give a special shout out to any track from the game, it's it's a track that I think has been used the most. Like you'll know the one. It's like the the vocal song. So yeah, far. yeah. The way, and but it's purely because of how it's used when you activate it in the palace. And the way it kicks in when you're like, yes. "All right, we are, we are getting this done." Yeah, and, um, I love the way that song sounds. It just sounds so much better when it's in that el- that um element. It is also, I think, my favorite song in the soundtrack so far. But I just love every song so much. <laughs> it's cool. It's got this really like sort of like seventies soul funk vibe to it, and it's just well, that's a- each Persona game sort of has its its soundtrack has its genre, its style. Yeah, yeah, um, and. It- they commit to it, and it just works so well. It does, and I, I, it usually links in with sort of the theme of the game, which, I mean, obviously the theme of this game is sort of, you know, the whole Phantom Thieves thing, so you're, you're thieves going on heists, stealing treasure, all this sort of stuff. So they're sort of doubling down on that by having that sort of, like, uh, 70s, like, heist movie soundtrack to go with it. It's just so oh. good. It's so good. I would, I would... I would try and download it and have it on me at all times, but I don't want to listen to the stuff that I haven't heard yet in the game. So I'm like, no, I have to finish the game first before I can listen to the whole soundtrack. I've got I've got the soundtrack that came with my 20th anniversary edition just sitting there oh. waiting for me to, to hit credits. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. And I, can, I can take it out of its case and like put it in the computer, rip all the tracks off and... Yeah, just like, they just go for a really long drive and just listen to it yeah. all on repeat, yeah. That'd be great. Oh, um, also, I think completely unrelated to music, but I'm really sad I didn't get the Take Your Heart edition because I would absolutely carry that bag around everywhere. That would be my day bag. I do because if like, you don't know me personally, I do have a bag. Like, I have a satchel bag that I have my insulin and all of my other stuff that I need to carry with me, like my wallet and stuff in it. I, that'd be my bag. I would have swapped it out and be like, "Yep, I go to the Shojin Academy now." This is me. Unfortunately, it seems like they made about five for Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, Josh didn't have his yet, so um, he managed to get a, another copy of the game that he's just got to swap over when his comes in. But, um, yeah, I'm waiting for his, him to get his so I can look at it at least in detail. But uh, anything else, Kyron? I mean, there's... Persona 5 more. is amazing. Go and play it. Don't 
Just stop. Do stop. It. Stop not playing Persona Five and go and play Persona Five. It's so fucking good. Like I'm sad. It's school holidays at the moment at my work. Well, I mean everywhere, but like at my work is busy at the moment, so I'm working a lot more, and it just make I, I'm happy because money, but I'm also sad because less Persona time. Um, yeah, I'm ma- I'm making what is probably not going to be considered. A, a wise choice, but I am sacrificing a lot of sleep for this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, oh, I'm very tired. It's yeah. I, I have no regrets. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame me. I mean, I I went from having like no sleeping pattern to the week leading up to the, the launch of Persona Five, developing one, and now I'm sad because I'm like I get I, it like, I think from like Tuesday night when the game came out till I think last night. My my body clock was just like, hey Joel, it's one o'clock. You should go to bed now. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. I really should go to sleep now. I mean, you should. Don't get like absolutely go to bed at one o'clock. I I'm not taking doing the right thing. Don't. Oh yeah. Don't learn from me. But uh, yeah, I can't nah, not do it. <laughs> I, I wish I I wish I could get. I'm I'm slowly getting back into the swing of things. In the worst. Again, like I said, like I like I said before we hit record. That's what weekends are for. Absolutely, and I actually have a day off tomorrow, so back to it. A, it's going to be a sweet weekend in uh, in uh, in Japan. Oh yeah, in Tokyo, um, Shibuya. Um, look, we're probably gonna we're gonna probably I I would say go sort of like deep dive on it in the next couple, of, if not next week, probably the week after, maybe once we've like really sunk our teeth into a lot more of it. Um, I think it would be best to do it when we've both finished it. I think so too. And like, yeah. just go full spoiler on, we'll it, go on full. everything we'll, we'll, about it. We might even just do a Persona Five episode, like with that, no questions, no news. Just we'll do like a couple of hours of us just talking about the game and and what transpires in the metaverse. Oh boy! So I mean, that's all I've played this week. I haven't played anything else, so. Uh, when I'm not playing about playing Persona Five, I'm thinking about what my life would be like if I was playing Persona Five at that time. Yep, pretty much. That's that's <laughs> that's pretty much life at the moment. It's like, yeah. oh, I really wish I was playing Persona Five right now. <laughs> uh, like, it's crushing. Like when I at the moment when I'm walking into work, I'm just like, well, here's a here's a whole bunch of hours where I'm not playing Persona Five, and it, it hurts. <laughs> yep. No. It's like, uh, yeah. Even like short shifts, I'm like. Scan down the hours <laughs> until I get to go home and, and go and hang out with my cool anime Japanese friends. It's the best. Um, Alright, let's get into some news, shall we, Karen? I mean, sure thing, Joel, but... But, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, it, the, the first piece of news might be Persona-related? The first two pieces the of news two pieces, are Persona-related. Yep. Uh, yep, cool. Um, So, Persona 5, obviously, it's been out in Japan for forever now. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, September. Only, yeah, September, thank you. Uh, launched uh, this week, obviously, in the Western markets and already shipped 1.5 million units worldwide. Some pretty fucking cool numbers. I mean, when you think about it, like Persona 5, if most people probably even ha- would even know what Persona is. And that, those are good numbers for a JRPG series that I'm pretty sure not many people have played before this game. Yeah, and I think I think they. I hope people are buying these these units they're shipping out. I hope so too. I, like I said before, though, it sounds like you know they were pretty scarce the first couple of days. So, um, 
in a good way too. I mean, they they all the places that had the game had quite a few copies, but I think it was just a lot of people ready to drop the cash on it and take the plunge on it, which I'm so happy. Um, it, again, like I said earlier, it warms my heart. Yeah, like I think. Uh, oh damn it! I'm just reading that there's. I was just reading this article that, there, that I was like, oh, there's another major Persona concert this year, but then I, and I, in Japan, and I was really excited because I'm going to Japan at the end of the year, but it's in August and I'm going in November. So I was oh. holding out hope that maybe there was going to be on at the same time um, and I was going to go to it and, and just cry a lot. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think they marketed this, like the marketing campaign for this game has been really good as well. Um, the fact that reviewers got copies like a month and a half ago so they could actually sink their teeth into the game and like potentially finish the game and get a really good impression of the overall thing instead of just having like oh shit i've got my review copy i've got like four days so i can shit out a review so everyone knows what our score is and get those clicks well that's Um, that's the thing i think atlas respected the fact that again this is a game i it's i feel like it's going to be at least 100 hours before i reach the end of this game oh god yeah and that's that's if I'm, if I get maybe towards it, I'm like, no, I've got to finish it. I can see my clock going way over that at this rate. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you, you got to factor in like multiple playthroughs and things as well. Oh yeah, I'm going for that platinum trophy. I haven't even looked at the trophy list yet, but I can't imagine me ever attempting it. It's it's basically similar to the Persona Four one. Yeah, I gathered this much. Maybe in, I will in, actually. You know, maybe in, I'll give it a red up, including there. the. Uh, the Navigator Lions trophy. Oh, <laughs> I know. That was my reaction, Joel. Oh no, please. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, I'll probably give it a go. I'll, I'll give it a crack. Do it. Join um, me. But everyone else should too by going and buying Persona Five. Absolutely. The units are being shipped. Go, go, get some. This is the the the. Was it what? What's the opposite of subliminal? Superliminal? Is that a thing? <laughs> sure. It's like it's just us going buy it. Buy Persona Five. five. Do it. You won't regret it. It's so good. Um, Yeah, I mean, it hasn't all been sunshine and roses and cheery stories about Persona Five this week, though. Uh, No, it has not, Joel. No. Uh, Unfortunately, Atlas, the the developers of like the publishers and developers of Persona, Mm -hmm. apparently don't quite get how you know social media and stuff works these days and have imposed a very strange stream ban on Persona 5, which I want to be clear. I do sort of respect what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to block out spoilers. Yeah. Which is a big problem I have with a lot of games, but the way they're doing it is kind of not how I want it to be done. (laughs) They're forcing people to adhere to their spoilers rule. Um, basically like so they're like hey you can stream the game as long as it doesn't go past july 7th like on the in-game calendar if you go beyond that date like it could result in bans and like content id issues and just yeah a lot of nasty stuff um i i to it i like you said i get it to a a certain extent um but also they kind of miss the point that that streamers streaming these games is free advertising for their games and exactly. People will watch their favorite streamers play these games and then go, "Oh, that looks really fun. I actually want to play this game myself." Even if they've watched the first 5 
10 hours of the game, they might go, actually, you know what? This sounds really cool. This is worth my time. I'm going to go and pick a copy up of it now. That's the thing. Like, oh, they, they watch someone stream the first five, 10 hours of what is going to be a 100-hour RPG. Exactly. Like I said before, the first 15 hours of the game is a, essentially a tutorial, a very well-crafted tutorial, but a tutorial nonetheless. Um, and it's also ironic they're doing this, like Atlas is like, no, you cannot stream past this in-game date, when the game's been out in Japan since September. Yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure there's there's a character in the game that makes like is a uh, there, there is a streaming quip. In yeah, the game. and it's like, oh, that one to stings the, to the game's resident hacker. Yeah, it's like that's uh, that that stings a bit. That's I, on I, don't, the nose. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know like the context of the whole thing, but like I I'll just saw a picture. Yet. I saw I'll yeah, I saw a screen grabbing. Yeah, and I was like, oh, rough. Um, if, um, John Harden from Atlas retweeted it today. And said it made him laugh a lot. I'm like, I like you, John, but the streaming stuff hurts. <laughs> that's not a good. That's not a reason to laugh. Like people, <laughs> people are not laughing at this. Like, don't. Yeah, um, it's pretty rough. Uh, it's probably important not to gloss over gloss over it. Um, yeah, like because obviously we've been very excited about Persona, mm-hmm. and it's a very good game. But Atlas, like this, this is a very shady move by Atlas, and a lot of players are sort of in the spirit of Persona 5, ironically, like, rebelling against it and streaming anyway. Yeah, exactly. With, like, like, ridiculous stream names. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. There's been some pretty wildcard people out there doing some pretty wildcard stuff. Um, and I don't blame them to it, really. I mean... No. I, and this all comes back to the fact of the matter, like, trying to get this game into the hands of more people is a good thing. It is a very good thing. Because I think these games are very important. Because I think... Even though that they're all amazing games, like they have excellent messages to them. Like the, oh, yeah. the, the the whole idea of Persona Four, like being like you know, you you can't really be at peace with the, the that that little inner voice in your head until you accept and go, no, this is a part of me. Like that little nagging feeling that says that you're jealous of that person or you're you're angry that this isn't going your way. That is a part of you, and if you don't accept that, it's only going to get worse. It's just, it's so clever, and I really enjoy that. Uh, and the same way they deal, I won't go into it, but, like, the way that I'm I'm gathering how things work in Persona 5 is very similar, and it's just yeah, really it, cool. It's so frustrating. Like, it's sad. I, 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 I And the, it also comes down to the thing as well, that it is free advertising for their game. Like, they don't have to pay these streamers to play their game. I mean, they they could, and they, like very, some people do pay streamers to play their game, and there's a whole sketchy other argument about that. But um, and I think the other big problem as well is like, if Atlas is going to do this, uh, there needs to be a better way to communicate to players rather than hey, we posted it in this blog post that you probably won't check. Yeah, exactly. And if it wasn't for like sort of the 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 the, the, the gaming outrage. outlet, yeah, and for people like just going, hang on a second. Checking it up on NeoGAF and everyone going, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, people may not have even known. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. And then, like, they're streaming away, and next minute they've been content ID'd and, you know, DMCA'd, and it's all just bad, bad stuff downhill from there. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's such a bummer, like... Sucks. But the point of this story is play Persona 5. Yes, yes, it is Play Persona Five, and it's streaming if you want, because Atlas 
we we can play your game how we want. Yeah, exactly. We will rebel about you. The Phantom. You, you did this. Co- you did this to us, Atlas. We, you you showed us the way. The Phantom streamers are coming to take your net. <laughs> um, the Phantom streamers. I like the it. Phantom streamers. That's what I should have called my group. Anyway, um, cool. Wouldn't have fit. Wouldn't have fit. It wouldn't have fit in. Yeah. Uh, I I spent way too long trying to figure out what I was going to call my group there. I stuck with the default one. Yeah, I was going to, and I was like, no, I want to put my own. And I had so many great ideas, and I couldn't do it. And anyway, we'll talk about it at a later point because that's our audience who haven't played the game would just be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, cool. All right. Next bit of news. You can you can come back now, everyone who's not interested in Persona. Oh yeah, it's if fine. you didn't care about Persona, this has been a, probably been a rough fifty minutes for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's been not fun, not fun at all for you guys. Fun for us. I've had a great time. I mean, the lesson is like Persona. It's pretty easy. Yep, exactly. Um, cool. So there's some pretty big news that happened yesterday. I think. Yeah, it happened like yesterday at eleven o'clock. Yeah, I, I remember saying to myself like midday. I saw the announcements about what was going to be revealed. I'm like, I've got to remember 11 o'clock. I've got to check that. Yep. But persona. <laughs> yeah. I, I completely, I did. I missed the day that, that Xbox and Microsoft were announcing something and they were like, we're going to talk all about it. But I, I missed that whole thing until I woke up and checked. Like when I checked VG 24 seven and it was like, here's all the details of the Xbox score, uh, the Xbox Scorpio. Here's all this. Here's all that. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. That happened overnight. Um, yeah. we should probably read that. Um, so yes, Microsoft revealed the, uh, Xbox one Scorpio specs, uh, to digital foundry, uh, who went pretty, they went in pretty hard with it. And, uh, I and mean, it, if you're going to pick someone to go to for technical stuff, like digital foundry are a good choice. It was a good move. Yeah. A really good move. Um, and if you're very interested in that, you can go and check out their article about it, which it gets pretty in depth. I, I glanced at it and went, I don't know what any of this is. How how does it? How is it in comparison to what's available now? Um, I mean, sh- should we just quickly list the Scorpio specs? We don't. I don't really know what they mean, but it might yeah. give people an idea. Yeah, some of the stuff I'm like, I vaguely know what that means, but yeah, sure, let's do that. All right. So, GPU. Uh, the CPU is an eight custom x eighty is eight custom x eighty six cores clocked at two point three gigahertz yep okay gpu is 40 customized compute units at 1172 megahertz i think so sure let's go with that it's a big it's a big number it's that's a lot there i'm assuming that means it's good memory is 12 gigabytes of g double dr5 ram like memory bandwidth is 326 gigabytes per second Yep. Hard drive is a one terabyte two five inch, you know, it's pretty standard. Not as big number though. That's, that's yeah, it's, it's yeah. a that's a number I can I, I I see and I'm like, I know what that is. I, I know what that is. You also can, not you entirely can, impressed by it. Like it's that's the other you thing. You can tell well. we don't have PCs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I have I, a laptop. <laughs> optical drive, four K Ultra H D Blu ray. Yep. Which again sort of makes sense. I think doesn't the one S have a I can play Ultra it can play 4K Blu-rays, can't it? I think so, yes, from memory. Anyway, um, the important thing is the Xbox, the Scorpio is the powerhouse, it sounds like Microsoft promised. it's it, Well, according to Microsoft, that it is a product aimed at the premium consumer. It sounds like it'll be priced accordingly as well. We haven't got exactly. a price yet, obviously, but it's... No. People have been sort of crunching the numbers a bit, and it's looking steep. 
Yeah, so I think like the rough estimate at the moment from people is like four hundred ninety nine US, which is um, I mean, look for what it is, and if it does all the things that it's saying it's going to do, um, and you have the money and you want to do that, then it's probably going to be a worthwhile investment. But um, because it's it said that like you know in terms of Xbox three hundred and sixty backwards compatibility and Xbox One backwards compatibility, it's going to make those games run better as well i think uh they've said it they've said it they can run better but it's up to the publishers right okay so this is all good and well they were like hey here's the specs but do you know what sells a console to me joel what it's it's goddamn video games it's the games yeah i mean (laughs) microsoft need to have a stellar E3 this year. They, they need, need to have a they need fucking a, a game that's going to convince people to buy a Scorpio. Because at this stage, everyone's convinced Crackdown 3 is like barely existent. Uh, what else have we got? Probably another Forza game. Well, that, see, that's the thing. I don't, it, when they're going to push the Scorpio, I don't think an existing IP or like another Halo or another Gears is going to do it. No. It's just not going to cut it. Especially considering like those franchises have been dwindling over the years. Like, I mean, Halo and, and, and Gears, like, I mean, Gears 4, like, was apparently really good. Um, well, not really good. I, it, apparently it was competent, but it, like, didn't set the world on fire. The no. mad world on fire. Um, not proud of that one. Halo not. 5 Guardians definitely didn't. No, God, no. It, like, you know, it advertised one game and delivered another. It was oh, rough. Oh. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, a new IP would be interesting. Even like like an IP that people don't expect something. I don't. I mean, yeah. here's the thing, Joel. You know what would have been good for it? What? Scalebound or something like that. That's true. Yeah. Some sort of like weird new thing. But and yeah. I know that they're saying that they've got stuff coming. But I don't know, man. I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, they they need they need something like they need. This relates back to this will relate back to a new story we've got later on. But they need to have the same impact that Nintendo had without the negative stuff when they announced Bayonetta 2 was a Nintendo game. Like, that kind of level of, like, all borderline niche game that's, like, people played and enjoyed I, but I don't really Turner. expect to have a sequel. Yeah, exactly. Go, what? Yeah. Something what? that, yeah, something that catches interest because what Microsoft think catches interest these days, I don't think it really does. No. I think they like the the landscape has changed so much. Like first person shooters and and racing games are only going to get you so far, and even then, they're not going to get you that far anymore. Which is, I mean, it's great for us because when that's not well, apart from the racing game thing, I'm really craving a new racing game. But um, yeah, it's 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 not going to cut it anymore. People are open to broader things these days. So what would what would Microsoft hypothetically have to do to get you to care about the Scorpio? I don't know. What would be, what would be give a me one? game on give, Scorpio? Give me one. That'd be, that'd be, that'd, I'd That's care the... about it then if I had one. <laughs> if they just gave you one. Um, I don't Here know. Here's one Scorpio. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, sirs. And pop it away in my, in my little TV unit. Um, I don't know. It's, I was just trying to rack my tricky, brain of something that like, all the stuff that I'm like looking forward to, or like potentially looking forward to, I'm like, it's gonna come on the PlayStation or the Switch, even. 
Um, they would really have to like court a third party and just get a sequel to a game that I never thought would happen. Like, I think that's the only way they could do it for me. If they did, oh, okay. Stay with me on this one. Imagine if they, uh, the Square Enix Avengers game was, or one part of that Square Enix Avengers deal was part of, like, you know, exclusive to Microsoft. I doubt it because it's Square Enix and, like, they're pretty heavily in bed with Sony, but. uh, I mean, Square Enix will, honestly, Square will be in bed with whoever has the money. (laughs) That's very true as well. We Um, all remember Rise of a Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was oh, that was an ordeal. Yeah, it was like suddenly, like, hey, Xbox gets it a year early. It's like, okay, okay, cool. And then by the time it came over PlayStation, I'm like, I don't care anymore. I'm sorry. I bought it and played it for a couple of hours. It's okay. I want to play it. I I mean, I want to care about it. I just don't. And it was after like Uncharted Four had come out, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. (laughs) Sorry, you've missed the boat here. is your game going to drive me to tears in an emotional fashion? No, I'm sorry. Get out the door, please. Um, <laughs> See you later. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to tell. I was like, I was certain I could sort of rack my brains and come up with something like pretty concrete that I'd be like, yes, that would get me in. But I mean, I'm pretty heavily into the Sony infrastructure now, so all my favorite like my my favorite games are pretty much. Sony exclusives or Nintendo exclusives. See, that's the thing. Like, I was trying to think of things they could, like, do or developers they could chase, but so many of them would be Japanese-centric, and that's just... It's just not Microsoft's market. No, absolutely not. I mean, absolutely unless, not. Unless they made, like, a really aggressive move on it for the Scorpio, but I don't see Japan caring because they like their experiences to be more portable. Exactly. And, yeah, again, like, like they've already got... they got Sony. Sony... Exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> Uh, like kings over there so sony and nintendo um and japanese devs have sort of only just got on on board with hd gaming like let's whoa. yeah exactly yeah like i mean i mean look, look, just going back to persona 5 that game is still a ps3 game when it comes down to it like oh and and you know as much as i love it you can tell sometimes as absolutely well. yeah like i mean controls wise it feels it feels like a ps3 game not in a bad way but it is noticeable um yeah, so I I don't know. I think for me personally, it would have to be a new IP or an existing franchise of something that hasn't had a game before. Maybe, maybe and I just can't maybe think of anything. Just let just let Rareware run wild a bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all the people that were at Rare that, that we liked at Rareware are over at Platonic now. So it's true. They 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 they're already running wild. Um. At <laughs> Platonic, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, like, cause, cause, Sea of Thieves is really interesting. Actually, that's that's a very good point. Um, but do you think uh, it's going to have much of a more? Is it going to be better on the Scorpio though? Could I just pick up a cheap Xbox One and still have the same experience on? on... See, that's a thing. Like, yeah, because don't forget that going forward, Xbox like first party stuff is all going to be on pc as well exactly it's play anywhere and, and it's so, i don't know man <laughs> it's it's hard like i, I mean obviously we'll, we'll probably know a little bit we will know a little bit more in a couple of months time when uh, microsoft inevitably inevitably shoved it down our throats at e3 so yeah i've already seen plenty of uh tweets for people like haha booking my e3 stuff kill me <laughs> yeah oh, jesus uh, well so that's the thing though like I had an interesting point on the, I think it was the Kind of Funny Morning Show or on Gamescast, one of the, something from Kind of Funny. Um, they were saying about how 
basically all the big three have their own days now, essentially, because Microsoft yeah. have moved from being the morning before Sony um, to the day before. So they've got we get, we get Microsoft Day, then we have Sony Day, and then we probably get what will inevitably be announced as Nintendo Day as well. Oh, I hope, Wednesday. man. I, I've, I hope so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're getting a direct at the very least. Absolutely. But um, I cross my fingers for more. Yeah, as long as it's as long as it's this uh, this is going to sound slightly racist, but as long as it's in America and handled, yeah, much better than the the Japanese one was handled at the start of the year. But really, are you sure though? Because uh, I don't I don't have much faith in the American Nintendo. Bring back, like... bring back Reggie, bring back Bill, get him on stage. Have a fucking weird video of them as puppets or some sort of stop motion animation. I don't know. They've done both of those things already, but yeah, they have. Which is we. I, I thought the stop. I was like, yeah, stop motion. That'd be a good way. No, they've already done that. There was a robot chicken sketch. Um, yeah, like something like that. I, I that'd get me back on. I'd be like, yeah, cool. This is weird, Nintendo. You do you. I guess we'll see, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I guess what we can take away from the Scorpio is it's definitely, definitely more powerful than the PS4 Pro. It is Congratulations. beefy. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing though. Like, it's more powerful. Yep. So you won, but also we didn't need the Pro. So why do we need the Scorpio? And good luck convincing third parties to put extra effort into a more powerful version of the game. Yep. When the best-selling console is the PS4, I don't know. I just don't know what what angle they're really coming at this from. I'm interested to see what happens. I see this what they're... such a confusing move. Yeah, I see what they're trying to do, but it's just not a good idea. Like, in, at so all. So weird. Why, why wouldn't you just hold off and then put all this tech into, like, Xbox 2 or whatever they're going to call it? Like, Especially because, again, as we know, like, play anywhere is a thing. Xbox games will be playable on PC. It's just so weird. I don't know what Microsoft are doing. Yeah, and I... And, 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 like, I have no drive to find out either. I'm just like, all right, cool. I guess I'll hear about it in a couple of months. I'm I'm interested to watch what happens because I'm just curious. Yeah, just, I think as, as a bystander, I'm interested. But, like, in terms of, like, me, like, I'm not like, what is the NX? Somebody tell me what it is. Like, oh, I'm not yeah, of that course. level of, of excitement. That's but. always been sort of because Microsoft don't cater to, to us. No, it's true. To our tastes. It's very true. Yeah, like we've never been, and it's not like we're not trying to start like a fucking turf war over like no, no, PS4 no. and Xbox. Like I, I, I used to have like you know fun conversations about that like with with a friend of mine. But um, I mean, I've been very clear that definitely a lot of my video game taste is Eastern, is Japanese, and that's just not really on Microsoft's platforms. No, and it's definitely prevalent on nintendo and sony's yeah exactly so that's um, kind of that's where i'm going to gravitate to absolutely yeah no and i i mean i the, the in terms of playstation i was i never had a playstation one or two but like i got my playstation three because all you guys had one and i was like well if you guys are playing those games i want to play those games too i don't want to be playing like Gears of War by myself over here going, hey guys someone talk to me about Gears of War <laughs> someone talk to me about forza like i I wanted to talk to everyone about Uncharted and fucking Resistance and stuff like that, you know. Um, uh, so yes. that was a no-brainer. Peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically what it was. Um, I mean, Nintendo I've always been involved with, but, like, it's... Oh, yeah, yeah. that was like, how I got I will always be involved with Nintendo. Yeah. 
Oh, well, I guess I we'll know. see in a few months' time. E3 is closing in, and it's going to be very exciting and This year's E3 scary. is going to be crazy. Like, so crazy. Anyway, we should do, like, a predictions thing. Maybe, like, a predictions episode. I don't know if we can predict what's going to be this year, Joel. Like, anything That's what's happen. so good about it, though. We <laughs> could just come up with anything we want and then see how right we were. Even the batshit crazy stuff. Anyway. Um, on to another Dialogue Options favourite. Another staple of the podcast. Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch released... Uh, uh, Blizzard released, like, a bit of a teaser this week. Um... On their website, I think wasn't it, or just on their Twitter account, wasn't it? I saw it. I saw it on Twitter, like the the screenshot. Yeah. yeah so it was basically like a, I saw it like a, as a as a GIF or something. Uh yeah. Here it is. Um, basically the the, the play Overwatch Twitter account uh released a video that, and all the caption was was uh, initiating archive declassification mission files unlock April eleventh retweet to confirm. Um, it's basically, it says, uh, Overwatch Mission Archives, file uh, number 382, King's Row Uprising, entered into record seven years ago, I think it says. Yes. Oh, it's just a bit. Yep, seven years ago. Um, security clearance required, confidential, declassified April 11th. Uh, and in the background, you can see a lot of, like, sort of propaganda to do with the King's Row Uprising, um, which sort of is the whole... Um, the Omnic Crisis. I think the, the the sort of the spark of the Omnic Crisis, I think, from what we can gather. It sure sounds like uh, they're building to something on what might be yeah. their one-year anniversary, Joel. Interesting. Well, huh? that's it. So, I mean, um, but they've also said that um, it's going to be like the biggest... The, 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 Jeff Kaplan and their team have been saying that. Oh no, someone else. I don't think it was Jeff Kaplan was saying that. Like they're all very excited, and this is probably the coolest thing that they've made for this game so far. So those I mean, are big words. That, they are. That is big words because there's been some pretty cool stuff that's already happened for this game. It, so for a game I've already spent like over 150 hours playing, like it, this is yep. the best thing. It's just like okay, all right, wow, I'm listening. Bring it, bring yeah. it on. I'm, I'm all ears. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, there's a quote here from, uh, yeah, Jeff Kaplan. Uh, he says, quote, We've heard the call that a lot of players want a non-real-world tied event, meaning they want some sort of set event in the Overwatch world, in quote. Um, so, yeah, this seems to be like it's going to be an event, but it's going to be an in-universe event rather than like a real-world event. Interesting. Which is cool. Um but yeah, I I would not be surprised if it's some sort of PVE because he's also said something about um, that they've been listening to the they've been listening to the community very heavily, and their feedback has been considered. So I think there was a lot of pretty positive buzz about um, that uh, Junkenstein thing, but the only downside was that it wasn't long enough, and they want people wanted more of that. So. I mean, based on the, the, the wording of mis- mission files unlock, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, mission files is that, yeah. Um, there is a comic that, like, a motion comic that came out today as well called Uprising, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. It was something... It, there's something else. That's, it's related to the Omnic Crisis as well. So, and I think that's sort of going to be a bit of a lead-in. I haven't read it yet. I need to read it, actually. I should actually read all those comics because I feel like they're I really good. Enjoy they're pretty them. good. Yeah. The, um, the Bastion Torbjorn one was kind of eh, but the other ones have been pretty good. Yeah, I read the Christmas one, 
but that was I, I I sort of was like oh, I should probably read this as everyone's talking about it so um, that was really good though I really I quite liked that so I should read these um, but I think also in that comic it like hints at like what potentially could be the skins that we're going to get as well because all the characters are wearing different outfits because obviously it seems like it's going to be in the past well obviously it will be in the past because it's the Omni Crisis so it's already happened um, silly Joel <laughs> but yeah I'm excited I'm excited to see what's going to happen I'm, I'm excited to have we've spoken about this in the past about like some sort of in-universe event happening within Overwatch because the world of Overwatch is such an interesting world to be in so obviously having like events and things like that take place in there and not just sort of real world tie-ins would which be is, really which exciting is fair. that's cool it's, I mean it, it works so the real world tie-in stuff is fun it makes sense, like doing Christmas stuff, doing Halloween, doing Chinese New Year. That stuff makes sense. But having like a meaty like update to the game that sort of maybe changes the landscape a little bit in terms of whether it be like a game mode or a new map or a new hero. Because I think also Jeff Kaplan is he's been talking a lot this week, a lot. He's oh, yeah, talking about like the other player bases to ban for Doom to blame for Doomfist. Oh, is that what he said? I I didn't read that article. I did see that pop up though. Motherfucker. Um, but <laughs> I I think he's also said that um that their next hero is fairly far along in terms of like them sort of creating it. Yeah, man, May's getting pretty close, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think I think we'll we'll, we'll definitely get something on on year one anniversary. I surely um, surely. Sure, uh, do, I re- do you know what I reckon will happen though? At the very least, I think season three, will, uh, season four will end just before then, and season five will kick off from like, and it'll be like year two of Overwatch. How crazy is that going to be? Year two of Overwatch. Year two of Overwatch. Oh my god, we, uh, we, we've got like things like Destiny two this year as well. Like it's like we're in the new beginnings of of things. The division just had its year two content update as well. Like I do, I, it does feel a bit like this gen's only just started to get going in the last like twelve months or so. Yeah, like it's been a rough start. Like we had I, I, this this first like three months has been insane, and that's why I keep thinking. I I have been thinking about Mass Effect Andromeda, and I do feel bad for it because so it the just, podcast is named Dialogue Options. I, I know, I know, and it, yeah. <laughs> I know, but I, like, I do feel bad because it is, I think, in a different in a different release date, it, that game, I probably would have spent a lot more time. Do you still have a it? Bit more, I do. I still have it. You can go back to it afterwards, man. And I'm probably, I might I might very well do so. Um, At this point, I'm going to go back once all the patches are out, or at least a few more patches. Well, I, I, my PlayStation automatically downloaded the latest one, so... I haven't had a chance to jump back into it because you know Persona Five. So um, no, you're, you're not you're not playing Mass Effect anytime soon. I God, understand no, that no. because I'm not playing it anytime soon. No, no, it's not happening. It's just not going to happen. Um, which sucks because I'll... that's also sort of taking me away from Overwatch, which I, I'm thinking about still. It's still there yeah. in the back of my mind, but Persona. I think it th- I've got a couple of like palate cleansers when I'm like, all right, I, I think I'm 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 ready to just to take like a couple hour break from Persona. Um, I've got a couple of palette cleansers coming up. So I've got whatever this Overwatch event is, and I've also got the first episode of Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm and those, playing Persona. Uh, we'll see, the Guardians of the Galaxy thing's good because it's like, 
that's like a, I know that's only going to be like two and a half hours. So like I'm like I still want to play something, but I I like I'm a bit I'm not ready to focus a hundred percent in on on Persona Five. I can just dip into that, finish that episode, and be like, all right, cool, I'm good now. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what this Overwatch. I just anytime something new happens with Overwatch or like the Overwatch Twitter account releases something, I'm just like, ooh. I just sort of, you know, get well, Yeah, the, the internet intrigued. explodes. And especially because, thank you, Blizzard, you've learned from your god-awful Sombra arg. Yeah. So things yeah. are, like, between, like, saying something and then something happening is much quicker now, and that's so much better. Yeah, yeah exactly. You have that, like, week-long sort of, like, everyone builds up bars, everyone starts talking, Jeff Kaplan starts talking a lot, and then, and then <laughs> we get whatever happens happens and we either get really excited or like yeah okay um but for the most part i think it's been we've all been pretty like that's kind of neat you know every time something new's happened the very least but we'll see so april 11th which will probably be april 12th for us by the time it presumably uh, the 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 mission files unlock or however you want to put it um yes cool uh, anything else you wanted to add to that one? Uh, not really. Just no? I I do I do wish I had more time for Overwatch, but I just haven't. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's soon, one day. We'll probably have one night where we'll all just dip back into it. I'd say um, I don't know. We'll see how we go. Um, and for our final news story this week, there is more speculation of things. Um, so I spoke briefly last week about when we were talking about April Fool's jokes. And also what I've been playing, I was talking about uh, Sega releasing 8-Bit Bayonetta on Steam. Um, so what happened, uh, everyone, because, you know, it was an April Fool's joke, it was fully playable, uh, playable, playable, oh my God, words, <laughs> Joel, can't word today. Um, but uh, players discovered that in the within the achievements of 8-Bit Bayonetta, at least, yes, there was uh, 16 achievements that you could get in that game, um, there was clues pointing to a teaser site on Sega.com, uh, which basically had a countdown pointing to around April 10th or 11th, and that's overseas, so again, April 11th, 12th for us. Um, at the moment, it's sitting at about, I think, like three days and like five hours or something, um, which is all well and good, just a countdown on the Sega, um, Sega page, which was, you know, you were directed to from an 8-bit Bayonetta game. Um, but if you turn up the the brightness on your screen, you can see that the in the background, the image looks very much like, um, I think it's slowly fading in. Um, apparently, it looks like the promotional materials for Bayonetta 1. Um, sort of like a zoomed-in version of that. So I think this has led people to speculate that Bayonetta 1 is getting released on PC. That is the rumor at the moment. It's interesting. Mm. Um, obviously, I'd like to see a Bayonetta three. That would. Who, that would I mean, be... who wouldn't really? Yeah, exactly. Please, that would be platinum. Please, um, on the Switch as well. That would be great. I could play that. Oh God. Oh, I need to calm down. Um, yeah, but I I think it sounds like the PC port might be a pretty safe bet though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, it can only be Bayonetta One because yeah, exactly. Nintendo paid for Bayonetta Two. They own that shit. 
hey, no one else wanted but, to pay for it, so Nintendo did. Exactly, you know, it wouldn't have been a game if Nintendo hadn't ponied up the cash. So, you know, be thankful that it exists at all. And plus, um, I don't the, know, it, even even though it would just be like probably like a remaster of the original Bayonetta, that still opens the door for more Bayonetta. Exactly, it's opening it to another market that maybe wanted to play it, but that he couldn't play it on PlayStation One or Two or on the Wii U or whatever. Um, so yeah, it'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully though, this this is what the thing is. So they they announce it. It's Bayonetta HD on PC. Everyone's like, yay, great. E3 rolls around. Fucking, I don't know. Microsoft kicks off their constant uh, their their um their conference with uh, Bayonetta three teaser. Imagine that. That'd be a game that would. Oh, I don't know if I'd buy a Scorpio for it though. I do I, like it, but I would feel so bad for for Bayonetta as a character if it's like she gets a game comes out on Xbox three sixty and PS three. She gets a sequel that gets paid for by Nintendo and then gets a third game paid for by Microsoft. <laughs> Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> oh God! Then Sony's just sitting there. Go, is it our turn next, please? <laughs> yeah, we'll have. Gonna... We'll take four. <laughs> we have four. Yeah. And then you to, um, to play like the full Bayonetta story, you need like five different consoles. Oh, spanning generations as well. <laughs> like Jesus, It'd God be such a mess. damn! Uh, it would be a mess. But I mean, I, I think if if this goes, I think this. Maybe if if they do the, the PC release and it's like yeah cool, PC version of Bayonetta, everyone's like great. I think that would be a good time frame to sort of gauge the public's excitement over that and whether or not Bayonetta is still a viable franchise, which I feel like it is. Um, Don't forget, we've still got a Bayonetta amiibo coming out. Oh god, yeah. When's when's that? It's gonna come out with the uh, with Smash on Switch, man. Oh yeah, of course it will. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. You'll get um, that announcement at E3. Yeah, we'll get a release date for that, hopefully. Or like a release window. The Smash Holiday Smash 2017. Smash on Switch with a Bayonetta and Cloud Amiibo. <laughs> and also, we're working on Smash 5. What? <laughs> no, you'll, if that gets said, like you'll just see Sakurai hurl himself out a window. Yeah, exactly. He's just like loading, just loading bull, like rounds into a gun. <laughs> He's like, this is it. I'm done. I told you guys. I fucking warned you. Um. Yeah, so I just thought that was interesting to mention. That I, I was like excited over a little joke. I wish I'd sort of delved into it a little bit more. I mean, there's not much to dive into, but um. Yeah, and sort of realized that it, I sort of had this inkling. I was like, the fact that it's playable makes me suspicious of something, but I couldn't really, you know, piece it all together because I'm a dummy. Oh boy. I, I hope Alrighty, it's more Bayonetta. We I, just, I just want more Bayonetta. I fucking hope so. Yeah, me too. I really do. Especially after just recently playing through 2. God damn, that is a good game. Bayonetta 2, I mean, they both are, but Bayonetta 2 especially is like, it refines what Bayonetta 1 does and really just goes nails wild. it down. <laughs> mm, yeah, nails it down and goes nuts. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Shall we get into some questions, Kyron? Uh, yeah. I reckon we yeah. should. Yeah. We have a couple of questions this week. Uh, first one comes from Lauren from OK Games. Uh, wonderful, wonderful Lauren. We sat down on the couch and spoke about Persona 4 uh, Golden With this week, which was fun, um, which I mentioned at the top of the show. So you can check that out soon. I don't know when it's coming out at this stage. By the time you listen to this, it might be out. I have no idea. 
Uh, all I know is that it's going to be long, so it might take a little bit longer. Um, but yes, go and check out all their stuff anyway, because they're really great people and we love them. But Lauren asks us, most memorable death or death scene in a game? Like, sad or funny or gruesome or stupid or whatever. Um, this is a good question. I actually had to think about this one. I did a little bit of research before. I went and looked up a couple of lists and things. So I have a few up my sleeve. What, what about you, Kai? Have you got any uh, locked and loaded? I'm going to ban myself from saying the obvious one. Yeah, which, which I think is. I've spoken about several times. Oh, of course, yeah. Which is, of course, that. Eris from Final Fantasy VII. Yep. Like, yep. That, one, that one is the one, really. Exactly, but I don't think it. I, I think it's important to mention though because it's not one that you should gloss over. It is a very important one. Oh no, I'm just saying that I I, I mm. definitely have spoken about how important yep. it was to me a lot. But that's exactly. definitely one of them. Uh, yeah, but it's I, like, I do want for me. It's like for me, it's like you know a, a, a boss from Metal Gear Solid Three as well. So you know, yeah. But so apart that was from another that, Speaking of Metal Gear Solid, uh-huh. uh huh. I want to bring up the final demise of gray fox oh nice which is particularly like man i really like i wanted to kill liquid after that oh yeah oh yeah i I guess we should say maybe that there might be some spoilers in this oh yeah this might be a bit of a spoiler spoiler heavy topic this one because it's it deals with character death so uh, you know yeah Uh, and and a lot of them sort of pretend uh, like you know end up being at the end of a game so yeah. yeah so yeah for gray fox it because when you see gray fox die you're like okay metal like rex this giant hulking mech has like stepped on this cyborg ninja you're like oh that's yep. that sucks i like gray fox and it's just the simple just insult that liquid adds like by dragging his like rex's foot along the ground like you oh. would when you step on a bug yeah, just, it's like wiping like, nah, the scum off your foot, it. yeah. We are doing this, Liquid. Yep. I liked Grey Fox. <laughs> Triggered. Yeah, and you've literally, you've stepped on him like a bug and just like ground him out as well. Yep. And that's no, definitely one that's... of, that's a big one for Metal Gear, at least for me. Um, when I was looking through like research stuff, um, like well, I was looking through lists and things, um, one that occurred to me, I was like, oh, that's a really good one. Not at the end of the game, actually at the start of the game. Was that Sarah's death at the start of The Last of Us? That's a good pick. Yeah. So that. Sp- Speaking of video games sequence. that can get me to tears within like 20 minutes of playing a game. Oh, shit, man. That opening sequence is just phenomenal. I think it's. it's I, I think that opening scene in particular, say what you want about the rest of the game or, or whatever, like, because I know people have different varying opinions on that, but I'm that opening you, play- sequence. That, Play The Last of Us on hard if you want to play it the way it's meant to be played. Don't play oh, it on yeah. normal. Yeah, absolutely. No. It's, it's like most Naughty Dog games, so you should really kick the difficulty I don't know, up. like, the Uncharted games are annoying on hard. That's true. They're probably more fun and more enjoyable in a lower setting. Because they, they, they strike me punishment. as action games, whereas The Last of Us, like, play it on hard or high as you get the true survival horror experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, that, that, that first... 10 minutes or 20 minutes, 15 minutes or whatever it is of that game is in my eyes, a masterpiece. It's, it's almost like, you know, like the start of up is like that little segment of the get of, of that movie or this little segment of that game is, um, it's just such a great slice of, um, and could almost stand alone. Like you could, you could argue that it could be like a standalone little like story, 
But uh, it oh, just yeah. so happens that well, that The Last be. of Us follows up and has like you know a really excellent story afterwards. So it could stand as like a like a short story of like yeah, what, exactly so- something that happened during the apocalypse, basically. Like that could be yeah, a thing. exactly. Yeah, like you know, it could have been like a trailer for another zombie apocalypse game. But yeah, that was the one that really stuck out to me. I think I can't um, talk about the other two that I want to bring up. Okay, because even though I said we would talk about spoilers, I feel like these could be spoilers that you, you're going to find out eventually, and I don't want to spoil them for you. Oh, okay. Because there's a couple from Persona Three. That are important. Oh, okay, oh. but I can't talk about them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kyron. It's fine. I'm really I sorry. Was... It's fine. But they're they're good ones. And when I say good ones, I don't mean they're <laughs> thumbs up. Good. Like they're like, oh yeah. Thanks. There goes my heart. Uh. Yeah. Um, um, some good. of the other noticeable ones. Um, the end of the Walking Dead season one with Lee. Yeah, that one's, um, that one's rough. It's 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 rough because you know what's going to happen. Like you can just oh, you, you you get that feeling from like episode two onwards or something. Even like in the first episode, you're like, he's not going to make the end of the season. Like this is he's going to die at some point. It has like this is the way it's going to happen. And um, but the way it does happen and the, the interaction that he has with Clementine before it happens is just oh god, oh boy. Reduce to switch, to switch gears a bit. Uh, for stupidest character death. Yep. Uh, the death of one Albert Wesker in Resident <laughs> Evil 5. Eternally one of the dumbest things I've ever witnessed with my eyeballs. Yeah, no, I I watched you play that and it was not it's good. Um, bad. Oh, Just screaming Chris out of the lava and he fires Chris. a rocket at him. And, oh, Jesus. Just, just dumb. For that um, to be the end of Albert Wesker is so disappointing. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's what they were like. It's like, no, maybe you'll come back. And they were like, nah, he's no, dead. He's, he's dead. He dies. Fully... Like, really? That's that's it? That's what you... That's oh, what you're God, going okay. with? Like, yeah. Um, I have one that traumatized me. And I still think about it, especially with the release of Prey coming up. Um, Dead Space 2. Wasn't quite a death, but if you fuck it up, it is. Um, oh, is this the, the eye? Oh, the eye needle. Oh boy, oh, I fucked up the that... first time I did it because I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh god, yeah, yeah. Because like, oh boy, if you fuck that up, that is not pretty. It is not nice to look at. Um, and I noticed that that's the main way that you get your upgrades in Prey from like what I've seen of the trailers. Oh, it's great! Like you jam a needle wait. into your eye. It's like eye needle gun. Like and that's how you sort of get your your biotics essentially. Um, I was like, good, that's not going to go wrong at any point. Oh, speaking of um, and- of character deaths, Joel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morden from Mass Effect 3. Oh, boy. Yeah. That one hurts. Oh. That one hurts right in the old ticker. That one does. That one, yeah. I did, I did see that one on the list before, and I was like, oh, oh God. <laughs> Especially Jesus. if you've, like carried your choices over and he sings his his song as well oh god uh, fucking hell that's yeah def- no, that's that was definitely one of them there's so many oh, like boy. and that's there it's so is. cool that video games have reached that level now absolutely yeah no i agree um 
what was the other one I was going to say? I had one more. Oh, for, uh, for ones that were pretty grotesque and, like, multiple different versions, uh, Tomb Raider in the reboot. Oh, my God. Talk about too that, much. That, it, got to, it was, like, it was borderline torture porn, some of those. It's just, oh, oh, boy, not good. Hard, hard to watch. Definitely hard to watch <laughs> yeah. sometimes. I actually was going through my, like, my photos on my phone the other day trying to find something. And I realized I'd ta- I had like a segment where I was obviously playing the Tomb Raider reboot. It was just a series of photos of like gruesome deaths from her. And I'm like, I must've been sending them to someone or just show someone. Maybe you sure, Joel, you, like, you weren't just keeping him for yourself? Yeah. Just like, cause I'm like creepy fucking Cause you're a sick and... person. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my palace is, Karen. It's just like <laughs> weird people hanging out. Anyway, let's not go to that. Um, yeah, uh, that that one was rough. Like, like you're you're floating down the river and you just get impaled by a tree branch and just like, oh, hard to watch. Um, what what about yeah. um what about the the, I guess you could say it was a death in Persona Four. Oh, Kyron, I had to, I had to start talking about that. Uh, this is this is Nanako, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh boy, God. yeah. I was like, this. This got brought up on uh, on the other the uh, Persona uh, podcast I was doing the other day, um, because Lauren actually spoiled this for David because oh, he was no. watching the anime. Oh. Yep, spoiled that. Uh, so that was fun to sort of be in the middle of that argument. Oh, um, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. It, it happened previously before us recording. Like it happened. Yeah. In, like a conversation they had, but. It was brought up and uh, and discussed heavily, and um, but yeah, holy shit! That's... the way that scene plays out, and how badly I wanted to put that asshole in the TV afterwards. Oh yeah, yep, and that's it's really good. I I, I like watching that in the uh, the anime as well in the animation. It's um, it's re- it's framed really well and it's edited really well and put together really well. Like where Dojima's like running down the hallway. And like all trying to run, like hobble along on his crutches, and it like cuts back to Nanako's like heart rate monitor. It's like slowly it's getting worst. weaker. It's the worst. <laughs> and she's like, "Where's dad?" Oh, you're like, "No!" And he's like, "Like you, you saying just hold on. You have to hold on until your dad gets here." Oh, and it's like the fucking oh, it hurts. Oh, especially because they, like Nanako is such a lovable character. Like you cannot play that game and like go, "Yeah, she's okay," or like. You can't hate Nanako. She's Nanako is innocence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's just so lovely. Oh, and yeah, that one right in the feels. Oh, oh god. Oh boy. I think we should we might need to move on for this one. That one was <laughs> that was that was the nail in the coffin, pun intended. Um I'm but... I'm so scared that something's gonna happen. Like after Persona three and after Persona Four, I'm so worried oh. that something bad's gonna happen in Persona Five. It's just oh, in the back of my mind. Going, what oh, if? I haven't I'm even like, thought about that, Stop Karen. it. Stop it. <laughs> Go away. I haven't even thought about that. We're all such good if friends. Anyone, Go away. <laughs> if anyone so much as lays a hand on Morgana, I'm going to fucking flip my shit. If anyone like, lays a hand on any of my super cool anime Japan friends, very, very dead. true. But in particular, my awesome, super cool anime Japanese cat friend who has a reason for being a cat that I don't know yet, but I'm going to find out. Because I, I make sure to directly re- refer to Morgana as a cat at every opportunity because Morgana hates it. Oh yeah, Morgana does hate that. 
It's cat bus. Um, anyway, thank you, Lauren, for your question. That was mildly traumatic for us to sort of like drag all those horrible memories up. Yay! Video Yay, games fun are time. fun. <laughs> Yay! Actually, this this next the, the person who sent us this next question, uh, I have something fun to say about them as well. But the next question comes from the one, the only Sean Kirkpatrick. Our very, 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 very super awesome, very, very good friend. He drew a lovely picture logos of us. For us. He did draw a lovely picture of us. Um, I've been meaning, I should actually put that up on our, our um, Facebook page and um, chuck that up there. Uh, I He's doing a challenge this year where he draws a new photo every day, or draws a new picture every day uh, of uh, for the entire year. And he's it's been really cool to see all the stuff that he's drawn. And like the he sometimes he draws like a little comic or sometimes it'll be like to referencing something that happened that day or um sometimes sometimes it'll be my awesome D and D character which looks really great as well, um, but yeah he's got some awesome stuff if you look up Shawnee Boy draws I think it's Shawnee Boy draws I think from memory on Instagram um you'll be able to see his lovely work because it is very lovely and you'll see the awesome awesome photo that he, uh, picture that he drew of us. But he also asks us this week, in the wake of Breath of the Wild, what are the acceptable parameters for breaking a franchise formula? Have you had any previous experiences that have or have not worked in your eyes? <laughs> Where do I go with this guy? I, I have an answer for the for not working. But I've, not I, working? I, I worry it's. I, I should issue a trigger warning for you, Joel. Okay, okay. Because it's Metal Gear Solid Five. Well, yeah, I, I was actually going to bring this up as well because, in terms of gameplay, yes, I agree. I don't know, like, but so in terms of... I, I regard Metal Gear like franchise formula a very particular way, and yeah, even though the gameplay worked, like breaking that franchise formula destroyed Metal Gear Solid Five for me. Yeah, well, it's the classic quote from us. It was like it was a good game. It just wasn't a very good Metal Gear game. Kojima gave us the real Phantom Pain. Oh yeah, absolutely he did. It's like we we have we have this last Metal Gear game, but it's and now, not really there. And now he's happy because he's giving us all like liquefied Mads Mikkelsen and and naked. crying naked <laughs> fucking um, Norman Reedus and <laughs> Guillermo del Toro is there as well, and I don't know With why, weird soundtracks. but. Yeah, and weird baby that like disappears from one trailer into the other, and I don't know why, but I want to play it, so give it to me now. Um, yeah, no, that's that was the one like you know that came to my mind as well in terms of changing up a formula, um, and just not just not sticking it really. No, no, but I mean, like Sean mentions Breath of the Wild, I think that is probably the the the, the one off the top of my memory that made such a big jump to from one formula to another and paid off in spades uh yeah i I mean it's probably it's in my recent memory the best example i'm honestly trying to rack my brain to think like because it doesn't happen very often honestly no especially in this day and age i think like i think we're getting to a point now where a lot of like because the indie scene is like so, so into taking risks and just doing something completely different that i think triple a is starting to realize that that is that is a good thing People are starting to get a little bored um, and they need to sort of freshen up their uh, their tactics and, and, and their strategies. 
Um, I mean, like another bad one, I guess you could argue is that uh, like, you know, Call of Duty going to space wasn't very good. Uh, I, I guess mean, it's, I, we can't really comment on it because we haven't played it, but like from what I get, the general consensus is that it, that was the point where everyone was like, all right, enough the, stop that now go back and just make good shooters. Like, Calm down. Which is sort of a shame because if if Activision ever tries something, please just don't spur them too hard. No. Because they'll just go back to doing what they do every year with their various different COD studios. (laughs) Exactly. You know, their fucking COD machine. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of something else. I mean, look, you could even argue, like, they're not major differences, but, like, Persona 5, just the way that, like, Dungeon crawling is completely different now and more dynamic. Uh, it's, it still sort of follows the Persona formula, though. That's true. Not, I not, guess not it's in more a bad like, way. Not in a bad way. Oh, God, please. No, 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 no. Exactly. Like, it, it works. <laughs> it's, um, they've just sort of finely tweaked it, I guess, is probably a more. The interesting thing is, like, saying it. the way this question is asked, like, as much as I, like, Breath of the Wild does such a good job of breaking the Zelda formula apart, I do wonder how, like, is. Ayanuma has said that basically going forward, the Zelda games will follow that formula now. Yeah, which I, I is a good thing as long as they build upon that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. As long as they don't rest on their laurels and just be like, "This is we're going to do we're going to do Breath of the Wild two now." Like, don't do that. Like, still be innovative and still try and well, not innovative, but still be innovative for for Zelda. Um, and try and bring new things to the table for it. It's funny um, how we can mostly think of like negative examples. <laughs> well, I guess because they're, they're the ones that, that that stick in your mind so so prevalently. Like, and also that they're the ones that stand out a lot more. I guess because lots more people are talking about them. Well, I guess the other thing is like a game that does a good job of breaking the franchise formula generally just sets a new franchise formula and follows it along. Mm. So they probably stand out less to us. Yeah, it's true. That's yeah. They're, 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 when, they're, I, they're, when I saw this question, I just knew my answer for a bad example was Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, I was. That was one I was going to go to as well. That was sort of stuck in my mind as well. Um, but just yeah, just to oh. to give us such a a mediocre story from a series that I, at least I've been interested in the weird batshit crazy stories. Yeah, as convoluted as it is, like, you know, it's still a really interesting story, you know. If you look at it, if you boil it down to its, like, pure essence and, I'm still like, take engaged, out all the... still if I don't know what's going on. Exactly, you know, it's it's still interesting, like, and then you go away and you read about it and you go, oh, okay, yeah, cool. No, I get that now. Um, yeah, and then 5 comes along and just kind of doesn't deliver. Yeah, yeah, at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, here's an interesting one. Uh, the transition from Dark Souls to Bloodborne. Interesting. I mean, it's still st- it's still that same sort of like you know Soulsborne combat, but they went from a very like you know forcing your hand to be very, like not forcing your hand, but like the most appropriate way to attack a situation is very like strategic and slow and not even slow, but you know very calculated. I think is probably the better I word would- to use. I would say it's a reasonable suggestion because, yeah, Dark Souls is you... Basically, you watch and react. Yeah. But then in Bloodborne, it's just like, no, you, you get in there. 
It's like react. Where? Just do it. Why don't and then I do Soul, it? No. And then Dark Souls Three is a marriage of those ideas. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it sort of they combine combine everything together, which yeah, it's pretty spectacular. Um, yeah, that's probably a, a good positive one because I mean, like yeah. I Bloodborne was a game that I played and I fucking love. It's one of my favorites of all time. I adore that game. So, um. Yeah, and but not having uh, going back to Dark Souls, I sort of did it in reverse though. Like and and playing Dark Souls afterwards, I was like, all right, cool, yeah, I see, I see the differences and I see the strengths and and weaknesses of both. Um, oh, I really can't think of anything else. I think honestly, Breath of the Wild is probably my the best example in recent memory, especially Leia, the one that's like. I mean, you know, it, I guess you could actually nearly argue as good as Breath of the Wild does like with that a link between worlds did it sort of first that's true yeah on the 3ds that, it was just like hey you know that zelda formula forget it now you can do dungeons in any order you rent yep. the items from this guy and if you die he'll just take him off you and you're gonna go back to him and get him again and go back to the dungeon and sort of and if you get enough money you can buy them permanently and it's like yeah it, that was really cool i i love that idea um i'd like to see that come i'd like to see another like Link Between Worlds-esque style Zelda game. And I, I think we will get Zelda. another one. I think, yeah, I think we were going to get a couple more top-down Zeldas. I think they're going to be the stopgap fillers, and I don't mean that in a, in a derogatory sense. I mean that it's just like a, while we wait for the next mainline Zelda entry, which is going to be a, a gazillion years away. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like, this This is what we're going to get. We, we, we'll get, like, these little interim Zelda titles. For better or worse, because like you know, it might be a link between worlds, or it might be Triforce Heroes. <laughs> we Either know. way, I never played Triforce Heroes, honestly. No, neither did I. But I heard mixed things. I heard you needed three people to play with, and for it to actually be fun. I mean, yeah, that's Makes what that sense. game is. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, the Zelda franchise has had a whole bunch of different times with like just talking then, like having multiplayer Zelda where you need to have two other people to play with for it to actually be enjoyable is like a good thing if you've got three friends to play with or two friends to play with but bad if you don't i think i just think zelda is the most infamous because there is definitely that zelda formula that nintendo had from like a link to the past onwards and just ran with for a long time yeah yeah absolutely and breath Um, of the wild and a link between worlds shook it off and were much better games for it absolutely yeah you know and that's what i you know love them or hate them that's what nintendo were good at just sort of going we're gonna do this and everyone goes no we don't like that and they go all right cool we'll take that back we're gonna do this now yeah we like that all right cool that's what we meant to do like they'll they'll throw out a whole bunch of ideas and whatever sticks they sort of like you know run with um which is why motion controls were such a thing for such a long time and still are (laughs) Um, motion controls are still in there man Kyron, I have one for you that I'm surprised you haven't mentioned. I just popped into my head then. What's that? Metroid Prime. Joel, it still it still sort of follows the Metroid formula. <laughs> but it's going from being a, a 2D platformer. If you're going from like pure gameplay elements... I guess it does add an extra t- sort of layer to it. Yeah. Like that. that's, you know, going from being like, you know, 2D platformer and being able to see sort of most of your surroundings essentially to being that sort of first person view in, in the 3d space as well. 
that's that's worthwhile. <laughs> I'm just like for, in my head, I was boiling. I'm boiling a lot of these down to like mechanics, and it's definitely right. a good one. But I still, I still think of like Super Metroid and Metroid Prime, and even though one's two D, one's three D, you're sort of doing the same things. I love them both, and they're both absolutely perfect games. And I will fight anyone who opposes me. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy, both um, of them are perfect. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, yes, Karen, yes. Um, you gave me oh, a soapbox. I, really I yeah, that's true. Yeah, this whole thing is your soapbox for you to sprout the the good word of Samusaran. Um, yeah, all right. I think I, I I'm racking my brain. I can't think of anything else. I, might, I, I know might as soon as we hit stop, come back next week. Yeah, it's a good idea. I might actually try and figure out some stuff as well. I should have done it before. I did research on the question beforehand, but I thought, nah, this one will come naturally in our conversation. This one's this was a no-brainer. Apparently, it is a multi-brainer. For me, I, I thought of the negative one was kind of like, yeah, I didn't think to think of a positive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's so much easier to be negative than it is positive. It's like slam Metal Gear Solid 5 on the table and be like, I'm done. That's a bad one. Yep. Yeah, and because you're like, Joel will have my back on this one because he fucking hates that. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, you're right. I fucking do hate that. Um, <laughs> correct, sir. Here are the reasons why. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. I think we should. T- it's time to wrap this one up. All right. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll stick a knife in it. Because it's only 3 a.m. I can still play some more Persona after this. It's fine. Shut up. I'm going to go to bed to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah. Well, Joel can get stuffed. But <laughs> ev- everyone else who's who's still listening, just want to thank you for listening to us once again. Mostly ramble about Persona. If you've made it yeah. this far, we appreciate it. <laughs> don't act like you're surprised. It, you knew it was going to happen. No, you know it's going to happen again. This is just the beginning. This is like impressions oh, of Persona 5. This is us just being giddy that we actually have it in our filthy it's little a, hands. But it's actually a thing that's in my PlayStation right now. It is a tangible item that I can see sitting <laughs> beside my TV right now. Yeah. Uh, but as always, if you want to keep up to date with us, you can find us on the social medias. We are on Facebook. If you just search for Dialogue Options, you can follow us on Twitter at Dialogue Options. You can send us an email, dialogueoptions at gmail.com, where you can you can suggest games or yell at us. Maybe maybe you think Metroid on Metro Prime or Super Metroid on ten. I don't know. It's okay to be wrong. You can suggest you can present those arguments to me. But you can try and tell me that the storyline of Melgy Solid Five is actually good and like coherent no, no, no and one makes can do that. fucking sense. Yeah. No one can do that. But I will uh, slap your bloody face. I don't know. I got nothing. Um, as for as for our individual social media, you can find me at LemonManX on Twitter. Uh, I'm honestly not super active right now because I'm super scared of Persona spoilers. I've tweeted a couple of times about how much I'm loving the game, and then I just quickly throw my phone away from me just in case. Yep. And if you want to follow Joel, he is at JolieMac, uh, where I've been having a Twitter conversation about Persona Five with Lauren from OK Games. Um, be careful so, of those spoilers go, yeah exactly uh, but also go and check out those guys as well go follow them on Twitter tell them we sent you and that we love them and they're great people I mean um, we could tell them we love them like we do but it's always nice to hear it from multiple people <laughs> so you know 
Oh, I thought you were saying like tell other people to tell them that we love. I'm like, no, Joel, we can do that. That's no, that's that's what I meant. But like, okay, you know, <laughs> we do love them, and I've told we do. I, you know, we've said that multiple times. But you know, it's always nice when someone else says, "Oh, my friend said they they really like you," and they're like, oh, "That's really nice." Uh, my brain's all over the shop at the moment, Kyron. Sorry, uh, our social link is reversed, Joel. <laughs> is that possible? Can it drop? I mean, didn't you ever reverse a social link in Persona 4? I don't think I did. Go back and play that game and try to date more than one girl and come back to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. No, I yeah. didn't because I already knew who I wanted to date, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah. It's, pre- it's pretty funny in a horrible way. Uh, it can be fixed, though, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, That's good. Anyway, good anyway we'll, we'll see you guys next week where we're going to talk probably more about Persona. And who else knows what'll happen? Like, pff, probably she is not as slowing well. down. Maybe yeah. if you can prime me away from Persona. Oh, we'll at least know what the thing is. So, oh, it's true. Like, maybe we'll talk about what it. Yeah, true. Don't <laughs> don't even joke about it. anyway. <laughs> oh boy! All right, we'll let our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux take us out. Strike witches get bitches. Despite what Joel wrote in the notes, he tried to throw me off. <laughs> and, I, uh, I yeah yep yeah. we're not playing a Persona 4 song Joel, no it's not happening anyway we'll see you guys next week see ya catch ya <laughs>